and welcome to The 100 Podcast. It's Ed and Charlie here with you. Hope you're well. Today, we're back with another of our team previews. This time around, it's the Northern Superchargers men, also known as Northern Super Creaky. Charlie, this is a team that has a brand and they really commit to it. Yeah, they do. And that brand is, let's try and be the Chennai Super Kings of a couple of years ago, except with considerably less star power. There's a lot of old men, basically, what I'm trying to say here. And, you know, I respect them for committing to the bit. It is a genuinely very funny vibe. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But like you say, they have a brand and they are nothing if not committed to it. James Foster was absolutely heartbroken that he couldn't sign Michael Hogan in the wildcard draft. Ben Rain at the age of 30, the youngster, not enough experience. But there is lots to like about this side. We joke about it, but there are a lot of interesting things to, to talk about, specifically at the top. You've got an interesting opening partnership. Last year, you had the bold brothers of Adam Lythe and Chris Lynn, which is possibly the worst put together opening partnership in history, given they both have exactly the same humongous weakness. This year, they'll be hoping that things go slightly better, Charlie. They've got Faf Duplessis in, who's actually playing this year. He's going to bat alongside Adam Lythe at the top. Hopefully, the Bold Brothers curse will be lifted from Adam Lythe, who had a good tease when he blast. Yes, he did, to be fair to him. He, he did, and I feel like coupled with Faf Duplessis, who isn't always the quickest starter, although to be be fair, in the recent IPL for RCB, he did have a few innings where he went off and ball one and did pretty well. But I feel like he will be a much better partner for life. The right-hand, left-hand combination is always a bonus. And Fafter Blessy is undoubtedly a better player of spin than Chris Lynn ever was, although admittedly that's a very low bar to clear. But on the whole, you know, it, it is a more promising-looking opening partnership than we had last year. I think what's nice about it is that you know if Faf doesn't start quickly, that is what Adam Lythe does. This year in the blast, he averages 35, a strike rate of 177. And I think because he's been around so long now, people don't talk about how much Adam Lythe has been at the forefront of aggressive T20 cricket over the years. This year, he's been absolutely phenomenal. I just don't think people talk about him enough. So I think without the burden of... <laughs> the Bowl Brothers. I'm really hoping Adam Life has a breakout tournament. It wasn't good for him last year. But that's a nice opening partnership with experience, right-hand, left-hand variants. And they do, I think, complement each other slightly nicer. And then we kind of go down into the middle order, Charlie. And, you know, this is the young core of this side. Out of nowhere, some 20-somethings and Adam Hoser here. You've got Michael Pepper, who we're projecting to play as the keeper over John Simpson. You know, we don't quite know how that's going to go, but we like Michael Pepper, so when he goes, he'll keep. You've got Adam Hose there, who's had a fantastic tournament for the Birmingham Bears in the Blast. And then Harry Brook, who is a phenomenal T20 talent. Phenomenal. And he's not going to be playing on the test side, which we maybe thought he would do. So you have a really nice... Pretty young for the super creaky domestic core who could absolutely change games. Yeah, for me, this is by far and away the standout area of this squad. They're all really exciting players, Pepper, Hose, and Brook. That is your core. They are all really good. And what I think is quite interesting is that all of them are very strong against spin. That's quite rare in a lot of these teams here. You don't get a great deal of high quality spin hitters in the English domestic game. And here you've got three of them all in a row in Pepper, Hose and Brook. Now that is a genuinely 
good feat. I don't know if that was a deliberate thing they wanted to pull off or whether it's just coincidentally worked out that way. I suspect that they definitely had an eye on that. But either way, I think it's worked out in their favour. I think there's going to be a lot of conditions, a lot of times in games, having that core of players who can hit the spin so effectively will come into their favour enormously. So, yeah, that is the most exciting part of their squad for me. And I'm genuinely looking forward to see how they go. And I think it's always important to try not to hype up young prospects too much. However, I'm going to do it with Harry Brook because he is outstanding. We were talked to him on the podcast last year. Really interesting, really nice bloke, just works hard. He was picked up as a replacement player last year, had a really good tournament, goes to the PSL, rips it up. And he's just, I think, the, the next star of this English side. I thought he'd play some test cricket this year. He'll get his chance and I think he'll be really good. But this is a guy who's going to go to the IPL next season, I think. And if he gets an opportunity, might well rip it up. So his availability for this team is absolutely huge. And then David Wheelie comes in as well. You've got that left-hander there, also a good player of spin. So that middle order's got lots of lovely options. Absolutely. I think there's going to be a situation where Willie floats up to three or four if they want a left-hander. There's going to be a situation where he's held back for later and the likes of, you know, to more pace on the ball. Maybe Harry Brook goes in because he's also a very good player of pace as well. You've got the flexibility there, which I think is really important. I think if they read the conditions properly, if they're willing to be flexible and play players in terms of where their entry points would ideally be and not in terms of where they can't, then I think they could be in for a very successful season with the bat. And whilst these youngsters rack up the runs, they back it up with an experienced bowling attack with a couple of you know young whippersnappers in there. DJ Bravo, we know how good he's been. Just one of the the one of the T twenty greats, a fantastic player for CSK over the years. All over the world, DJ Bravo has done his thing. What do you think? his experience is going to bring to this Northern Supercharger side, Charlie, because he's going to be dependent on a lot of the death, given it's not really David Willey's thing. No, you're right. And I think last year, this was an area where the Superchargers men really struggled. You know, the death bowling wasn't there for them. They had a lot of very good power play options and not very many at the death, and they leaked runs there. This year, they've clearly made moves to prioritise reinforcing that. They brought in both Dwayne Bravo and Wahab Riaz, but... Bravo is such an experienced campaigner. He has been one of the best at the death for so long now. He used to bat more. He probably doesn't really offer a huge deal nowadays with the bat. He's here to bowl predominantly at the death. Having him there will give the captain, Fata Blessy, a lot of confidence, knowing he can front load some of his power play options and rely on Bravo at the death to contain whatever total they need to. Yeah, and I think that is an important part of this. As you said, David Willey isn't really a death bowler. Brian Cass also isn't really a death bowler. Matthew Potts isn't going to be around a great deal. He'll probably be playing in the test side. So we kind of made fun of the picks of Wahab Riaz and DJ Bravo at the time, many of us, they're really old. But that experience of the death is kind of what the superchargers have been lacking. And I think, again, if Willie and Cass are going to be the other seamers that start up, their experience the death is what they're going to be depending on. So there's going to be lots of pressure for them to perform. There is. And I think you've got two players there who, over the years, have proven themselves to be very dependable in high-pressure situations. What happened is probably the more, shall we say, I don't want to say the word unreliable, but he is the more prone to going the distance than Bravo, I would say. He is, I guess, the more high variance of the two. He will either be spectacular or he will leave. But when you've got Bravo there as well, I kind of don't mind that, you know. I think he is a bit more loose cannon. I, I think that will give them a bit of attacking impetus. I don't know. I, 
I do think at the time I was definitely confused as to why they doubled down on the overseas death bowler. But when you look at the makeup of the squad now, I don't mind it at all. I really don't mind it. I wouldn't have done it myself. However, I do think it might work out for them. We'll see. I, I honestly am really conflicted mind about this. I don't know. But it does complement the seamers that they have. As we said, David Willey is going to be the guy up top. Give him the new ball, let him swing it, let him take wickets. Those guys have their roles. And I think that's going to be key is you know how they perform in those individual roles and if they can stand up to it. They're experienced players and they will be expected to perform. And you have a spin attack that's really interesting to me. You've got Adil Rashid, the leg spinner. Just a fantastic player. You know, I think when we look back at this age of white ball cricket, I think Adil Rashid will be appreciated far more than he is now. Uh, a real kind of pioneer of what English T20 cricket, English one-day cricket is these days. So he's going to be key for them. Excellent leg spinner. And then they're going to play a slow left arm option. It's either going to be Callum Parkinson or Roloff van der Merwe. If you're looking for a pure bowler, you're going to want Callum Parkinson in there. I mean, he's been utterly fantastic for Leicestershire this year. 14 games, about 55 overs, 20 wickets, average of 20, economy rate of 7.38. He's bowling all those tough overs. You know, he's been excellent. I would personally go that way, but... When you've got DJ Bravo at seven, maybe they'll want that batting depth of roll off under Merva. I personally think that batting depth is a little bit of a mirage, and I would prefer to go to Parkinson specifically because I think they need someone who's really good in the power play. But it'll be interesting to see what decision they make. But that spin attack's good as well. It is good as well. I agree with you. The depth is probably not ideal. But the most important thing here, I think, is the bowling. I think Parkinson definitely gets the nod for me as a pure bowler. Like you say, he's been so good now for last year, over the last couple of years, actually. And I think he was a little bit unlucky last season not to play a bit more than he did for the Superchargers. Obviously, last year they had Majiba Rahman, so it was always going to be tricky getting in the side ahead of him and Rashid. But this year, I think, will be his big chance to show what he can do on the big stage. And I'm going to back him to do that. I think Rashid and Parkinson is a very high-quality spin attack. Those are probably going to be the only two that they will play at once, you would imagine, unless perhaps they consider bringing in Roloff and the Murder as well at somewhere like Old Trafford, potentially. But I think they're two very good operators there. It's interesting to see what they do. I mean, they could even bring David Visa in if one of the overseas bowlers doesn't perform, add that extra, you know, not quite as good bowling option, but add a bit of batting depth. You know, we'll see how they go about it. But I do think this is ultimately the key for this side is two things. Number one, how do their bowlers, who I think have specific roles here, perform in their roles? David Willey's going to need to take wickets up front. Callum Parkinson is going to have to perform really well on the power play. We know he can do it. Step up to the 100 level. There's going to be pressure to perform. You're going to need Carson Rashid to take wickets in the middle overs. That's going to be where they're at. And then lots of pressure on DJ Brav and Wahab Riaz to succeed at the death. You've got a very clear idea of what they need to do to succeed. And there's going to be pressure on them to fill those roles. The other thing is, do they really have the batting depth when DJ Bravo is at seven? But what are your expectations for the Superchargers this year, Charlie? I think mid-table, if I'm honest. I think they've got lots of very good players. There's a lot to like about this team, as you've said. But like you say, first of all, the batting depth slightly concerns me. And another issue that I'd like to raise just briefly is their squad depth. Because Ben Stokes, quite understandably, is 
missing this tournament out. He wants to rest completely fair and I hope he enjoys a well-deserved rest. They'd also be losing Matthew Potts. You would imagine he's a regular in a test team now, so he'll play one or two games in this max before heading off to play for England. Now, when those two players are away with England, at the moment, that would leave them with a squad of just 15, which means there's only four players on the bench. Now, Matthew Potts, we assume, will be replaced because as far as we're aware, you can do that with players who are called up to England and have been selected as part of the draft mechanism. We are not certain if you can do that for your centrally contracted players, but in this situation, I think it would be a little bit unfair if Stokes wasn't able to be replaced. But potentially there's a situation in which their squad depth looks a little light. We don't know for sure, but I think that is worth mentioning. For our one to watch, it has to be Michael Pepper, a favourite of the podcast. Fantastic player for Essex, was brought in as a replacement for Luke Wright. Charlie, what do you love about him? He's so strong against the spin, which as I said earlier in the podcast, is quite rare for a domestic player. He loves to sweep. He loves to ramp. He's a 360 player. He's been in great touch this year. Stroke rate has been fantastic. Hits a lot of boundaries, particularly fours. Not so many sixes, but a lot of fours along the ground. He, to me, is a really exciting prospect. I'm hoping about three or four for the superchargers. I imagine I'll take the gloves too in that situation. I just think he's a player full of potential and he is definitely a player to look out for in this competition. In terms of a fantasy pick, I think David Willey would be the obvious one. Bowles can have batting responsibility there. Charlie, we love all-rounders. But in terms of a pure batter, I think there are a couple of options here. Adam Lythe, been in very good form, very intentful for Yorkshire. Harry Brook, going to have to really take a bit of responsibility with the lack of batting depth. So who are the key players you're looking at for your fantasy team? Well, I think the ones you mentioned are absolutely up there. David Willey is going to bowl a lot and bat a lot. So he's a banker for points there. I also like to chuck in Adam Hose to the mix too. I think he's had a fantastic season for Birmingham Bears. Earned a call up to the England Lions very fairly, in my opinion. He is a very good player. Very good hitter of spin, which, as you said, is quite a consistent theme in this middle order for the Superchargers men. I don't think he's a particularly expensive player in the game either. I could be wrong, but he is a player who we expect will play every game, and he's potentially worth a punt too, I would say. We're playing our fantasy cricket over at the Cricket Draft. If you want to join our league, the 100 Podcast Premier League, check out our Twitter page, at Podcast 100, which is where you can also get updates on everything we're doing. So give us a follow there. We're doing a preview for every single men and women's side in the competition, so check out our feed for more. But for now, thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. Hold up. 